0: And welcome to episode 215. That's 215, like Philadelphia, of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business with a pop screen, Sam Matura. Everyone, let's
1: welcome Greg to the PS5 Club. The dark side. Feels good, man. I'll, I'll I'll bet once you send me a little text of like, 2020 in like four images I was like uh oh no for you I said heartbreak
0: in four images just because I wanted to throw you off the scent and uh, and then I didn't give you four I only gave you three and I said oh wait forgot the fourth one and then bam dropped it I have a Playstation 5 now it's not in my hands yet I ordered it from Playstation directly so I know it's in good hands and I know it's not going to get cancelled because it's direct from source did sort. you
1: get a warranty no and warranty now. No, no, no. Jesus. Uh uh-uh. no 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 no. Uh
0: uh-uh. I will insure my cell phones and my televisions. That is it. That is all I will ever insure. I just my, hope you, you don't
1: know, regret it, my friend. I'm knocking going all wood for you.
0: And my car health and life, but you know, other than that. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was a fun little process that I call grinding in the queue every time it was available. Now, I've been asked already on Facebook and and actually in our Instagram DMs and on Twitter like Oh, how did you get one? And you know, I didn't have anybody help me. I didn't have anybody get it for me. I didn't buy it through a third party. I did not buy it from a scalper. I said I wouldn't. I would wait until uh, until they're available. So here's what I did, and I'm going to tell the same thing to a couple people that are already going to talk to me tomorrow about this. There are Twitter pages that give alerts. Wario sixty four, cheap ass gamer, uh, Andrew alerts. And PS5 in stock alerts. Those are my four favorite, like, it's on sale Twitter pages. And, like, that's not just for PlayStation 5, except for the PS5. No, the PS5 one does Xbox too, but regardless, it's a good source to have, like, that's how I know about this Best Buy, buy two, get one free. That's how I know when things go on sale on Amazon and can send you the screenshot of Devil May Cry for 30 bucks or whatever it is. I get it from those. So, what I did was I just turned on notifications for those Twitter accounts. And anytime they tweeted, I'd get a notification that way I could be in it live and not miss it. The problem is when you have four Twitter accounts that average, I don't know, four or five tweets an hour, it gets really annoying, like really annoying, especially water 64 because he tweets about PC games and stadia and every, and everything that's on sale everywhere. It's so much. So you like every time you get the notification, you're like, could this be the one and then you get let down and it's not, but today and and you know whenever there's a queue in the playstation direct i always get it i try to get in if capture wants to work i I get past it but today man i looked at my phone and as i look at my phone literally the second i pull it up in front of my face boom notification pops up ps5 q is open from playstation 5 alerts he gives the two links i click the disc version i did not get the digital i got the disc version, version oh i'm shocked and so i uh i get in there and I am legitimately within 25, 30 seconds of the queue opening I'm in. So I already figured I have a pretty good shot and what PlayStation's trying to do to prevent pirates and bots and all this other stuff outside of just getting capture where you have to type all, you know, press on all the images and stuff. Um, for I'm not a robot after that, they make you wait for like 15 or 20 minutes just to like weed the people out that are Like, nah, fuck this. I'm out and try to lower the, the thing. Not me, my friend. I waited there for a long time and I've waited in there for a long time over 10 times now and I'll get the alert you know your wait time is more than an hour that's never a good thing and then all of a sudden it'll say PlayStation 5s are out of stock for the day I missed yesterday's queue I was so mad I just missed it big day yesterday long day yesterday and just just missed it so I was like Fuck this man just no hope <laughs> and then uh, it popped up today I got in I waited over an hour and then it started to dwindle I have never gotten a message of your wait time is less than an hour it's always been more than an hour but then it went down to 20 minutes and six minutes and five and four and three and two and one and less than one and here is the damnedest part about this whole thing it says it's your turn redirecting you to playstation.com I I'm engorged I'm engorged right now and so like Whoa, I couldn't believe it. I don't know anybody who's gotten one through the queue. No friends. They seem like hopeless because they have so few. I get in. I was so jazzed. It says, click here to sign in to buy it. Click here to click, click. I, I, I'm clicking. I'm clicking here. What the fuck? And it was a grayed-out link. And I'm about to blow my lid because you have 10 minutes once you get in the site to complete your purchase or you get kicked out. Yeah, And this is my moment. So I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's not letting me sign in. I go to the top window bar. I, dig, I drink, uh, drag down the menu. I'm on my phone, mind you. I click sign in. Go to sign in. Get my password wrong three times. I got one more chance or I'm going to get locked out and I'm going to lose my shot. I give it a shot because I haven't used my PlayStation login in forever. Yeah. Give it a shot. I got it. It lets me in. What happens? Error. 404. Page oh, cannot load. Oh, no. I'm like, No fucking way. Did I just lose my place in line? I go to my browser history. I scroll down to where I got in. I click it. It lets me back in. Holy shit. This is awesome. I try again. Error 404 redirect will not work. Oh my God. I'm going to lose it. I get in the queue finally and I can't even make the purchase. I almost gave up. So what I did was, uh, I went back to this page where you do sign in and I was signed the fuck in dude. It just gave me an error message. I just refreshed the page over and over and eventually the sign in to buy changed to add to cart. And I was like, Oh my God. My wife was like, what, what? I was like, I got in honey. I got in. She's like, "Fuck! what is like, stop scaring me. I thought it was something serious. So then I get through, I put in my credit card information and there you go. One PlayStation five later. I am a happy camper.
1: Uh, I really thought, cause I know a lot of people get to the end and it's like a one minute and nope, timed out your beat. I'm, I'm glad to see one of the good guys made it through and not one of them damn scalpers.
0: By the way, ladies and gentlemen, that was an unscripted story. I did not know Sam was going to open with that. And so here we are just talking about that. I was going to mention
1: it but not in that great. Oh, no, I I saw it on your list. I was like, no, 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 no. This is right (laughs) off the jump.
0: Well, we are live on Squawker again. It is almost the end of the year, which means we are almost uh, out of time with the Squawker platform as it will be shutting down uh, on the 31st of December. So we are still looking for a new home for the pod, but don't worry, we're going to find one and we won't miss a beat, my friends. We will not miss a beat. If we have to go to Zoom, whatever, Zencaster, there's a whole bunch of of different options that we will explore, and we are excited to do so. But thank you again for having us, Squawker, because we love your platform, and we wish it wasn't going away. Uh, The Nintendo, Episode 3, coming this Monday. Now, you're getting this podcast a day early. We are recording on Wednesday, 12-9, 2020. You're getting it on Thursday, 12-10, 2020 the day of the game awards we are doing it early because we won't be covering the game awards i don't want to drop an episode after the game awards are out and we don't talk about it because then you ex- expect sense. it yeah you kind of expect us to be talking about it and we won't but i will be dedicating my third episode of the nintendo coming this monday what was that the uh, i don't know 14th something like that the 14th will be a complete recap of the game awards where 12 to 15 brand new games are expected to be announced between all three of the big companies, PlayStation, Microsoft, and Nintendo, and some other surprises along the way. And I will go over some of the winners. Definitely not all of them because I ain't got time for that. Probably the big awards though, especially like game of the year and stuff like that. So looking forward to that episode, cannot wait to do it. It's going to be a late one. I'm probably going to be I'm not going to get to start to watch the game awards till about an hour into the broadcast and I'll start from the beginning and then, Oh, by the way, I'm going to record when I'm done and that's going to be around 1130, 12 o'clock. So I'll probably get done around one o'clock in the morning. Lucky. So it'll be a long, it'll be a long night tomorrow night. I'll tell you
1: that. Yeah. I got knows I can't do it. I'll be asleep by 10, 1030. 10, We got an
0: awesome show lined up for you here on the two one five. We got picks of the week. Trivia is 15 for me, 13 and a half for Sam. Uh, We're going to start with movies tonight, not gaming. So we'll same as last week where we started with actually maybe last week we even started with TV. I can't even remember, but we got movies tonight where we're going to talk about Doc Ock and oh, everyone else. It's the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate of the MCU uh, coming back for Spider-Man three, some Pretty crazy casting news for a Sony video game film um, and another video game film that has actually been moved up but dropped in a foreign country. In TV, we'll talk about the tragedy, which is at Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian. Some big reveals, a big payoff from Season 1, somebody who got left in the old desert there. Uh, I have impressions of a brand new series that I am super jazzed about that I can't wait to talk about. We have our first look at uh, Kate Bishop and the Hawkeye series, a big time hbo show is getting the old reboot treatment and we're going to talk about three hbo shows that we wish got rebooted before sam takes over in gaming where cyberpunk 2077's reviews are out we're going to talk about them halo infinite got a brand new release window it's not good it's really not good i I Uh, called this two months ago it's not good and then uh sam will finish this out with a cgc spotlight so tons to talk about but before we get into all of it, let's
1: start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. And you might have even saw the first season of this, but it's a doc on Netflix. It's called The Movies That Made Us. I
0: love The Movies That Made Us. They did a holiday one just now. Yes, yeah, so the, holiday movies so
1: that made the first us. season that dropped last year, it was, you know, four episodes. They did it on Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. So uh, this season, so far, there's only two episodes it dropped on December 1st. I only watched the first one, which is my pick of the week. And the first one they kicked it off with was Elf.
0: Yeah, it's called The Holiday Movies That Made Us. It's actually a holiday-themed
1: season. Yeah, so then, then – It's and I, Die I, Hard.
0: Or no, Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Yeah, and that's episode two. Mm-hmm. So it, it was 50 minutes, and it's just basically how this film kind of came together of basically three no-name producers that have, like, no credits at all and how they just kind of finagled this – This film out of nowhere and basically how they just basically ripped it from Rudolph and how this movie almost never saw the light of day because it was so similar. So then, you know, court was involved and all that kind of stuff and how they got Jon Favreau and where they landed on Will Ferrell and how they got James and And it just it was just awesome how everything came together. Like you, I do like a good doc. And this one was done really well. I'm going to actually go back and just bang out the whole first season because I really liked Elf, and then I'll jump in and finish The Nightmare Before Christmas. But if you love them, them movies that I named, you got some time on Netflix, the movies that made us.
0: And you should also watch The Toys That Made Us. That's arguably even better.
1: Yeah, and sure. that, that, yeah, I've never even watched it yet, but that's, that's something I have to get on. Power Rangers,
0: G.I. Joe, Uh, fucking WWF wrestling figures, like you. It's so Star Wars, like Incredible Docs, all of I think toys that made us was my pick of the week one month, like one time a long time ago. I
1: know it was once you said it. it It's it's
0: it's so unbelievably entertaining. So yeah, we um, my wife and I actually have the holiday movies that made us up in our queue. Because we both love Elf. So I cannot wait to watch that episode. So, yeah, just another good pick of the week from you. Mine is an HBO miniseries that just wrapped up its sixth and final episode, I believe last week, definitely not this week, uh, but we're still feeling the effects of it. And I'm talking about The Undoing. Uh, Hugh Grant is in it. Uh, yeah, I know about it. And Nicole Kidman is in it. Um, there's some other pretty big name actors and actresses in it that it make kind of appearances throughout the show. I believe his name is Richard Sunderland or Sutherland. I can't really remember off the top of my head now, but, uh,
1: Donald Sutherland.
0: that's it. Yeah. So, um, he's the father of, of Nicole Kidman. And so basically six episodes, each about an hour long, it is a mini series. There is a beginning and there's absolutely an end. Um, and guess what? It's the type of show that doesn't cliffhang you into thinking there's going to be more. It just, there's your finale and boom. And I love that. I kind of needed that. Uh, I wanted just a short digestible thing, like a six hour movie uh, almost um, to kind of like cement something. I don't you want to be just going to
1: start and end something. Period. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So uh, it's a really, really, really good five hours and 50 minutes. And the ending for me, fell a little flat um for a lot of others they loved it and it's kind of like a it's got a definitely divisive audience i think any series finale kind of feels that way there are people like me that love the sopranos ender and people that absolutely hated it there are people that love the final game of thrones stuff and me that absolutely hated it and you that that didn't care for it either so i mean it's definitely going to uh get you going one way or the other you're probably not going to just be in the middle and that's why i think it's so good and even though i didn't like it why i can still recommend it you still need to watch it to form your own opinion because you might not agree with me now without spoilers uh hugh grant and nicole kimmon are a couple that live in new york they have a young son um young teenager maybe uh, you know later adolescence 12 13 years old somewhere around there um and maybe even younger and uh there's a murder and it's a mystery, who done it? And it's basically a really good crafted a, a whodunit story. And you know, I won't give any more than that. But the performances are off the charts. The cliffhangers in between episodes are really good that make you want to keep going. Um, you think you know where it's going to go, and they do subvert you pretty well. And I think, you know, as a viewer, when I'm watching a murder mystery show, and there are two or three people that could have potentially done it. And you are deciding that makes it good for me when it doesn't, when I don't just hone in on one. Now I personally honed in on one, but I could have believed it if it went one of the other different couple ways here. And uh, it's just really, really solid. um, And something that deserves your attention. It's called the undoing it's on HBO. It's on HBO max, check it out six episodes and let us know what you think about it, especially the big ending uh, in the, in the, comments, tweets, whatever, Instagram DMs, all that good stuff. So there's our picks of the weeks, uh the undoing and the holiday movies that made us. Let's get into trivia. 15 for me, 13 and a half for you. Our race to 11 win by 2. I'm so excited that I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know I want to ask you this question. So I'm going to give you the question first. Um what you got? It's it's in your it's in your lane, we'll call that. You know, it's it's a it's a Yu-Gi-Oh question, Sam. Oh.
1: Oh, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I went,
0: I went anime, but not Pokemon. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh anime. More careful, I,
1: I know Yu-Gi-Oh. I, that's why I think Pokemon you're... Pokemon, I here. don't, like I said, any Pokemon question, I'll get wrong. Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't know. I, know I think it. you're
0: going to get this right. That's
1: that's a big That's I'm a big one. In I'm confident myself. All
0: right. What Millennium item does Merrick possess in the Yu-Gi-Oh anime?
1: Oh, Merrick, that's right. He's got the... <sighs> the millennium what? He's got the millennium rod. He does have the millennium rod. Come on, man, you can't go. I told you go Yu-Gi-Oh, that that's my realm right now. Well,
0: I've given you so many Pokémon questions that I figured now's a good time to like give you something that's in your wheelhouse.
1: Dude, honestly, I'm I'm that confident I think any Yu-Gi-Oh question I will get right. Any Pokémon I will get wrong. <laughs> there were
0: some there were some doozies when I was going through the trivia list that I, you know, like there was something about what, oh, here's a good one. I was going to ask you this one. What's Yu Gi Oh's main go to
1: card? Dark Magician. Not Yu Gi
0: Oh. Yu Gi's.
1: Yu Dark Magician.
0: Okay. You and then,
1: then yeah, that, that that's that's an like the Marik one. That was actually a challenging one. Like there because there's like seven Millennium items. So that 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 was a pretty good question actually. The
0: answers were uh, the Millennium Rod, the Millennium Necklace, the Millennium Eye, and the Millennium Puzzle.
1: Puzzle is Yu Gi Eyes Pegasus, and the necklace is um. Merrick's sister so my knowledge is pretty solid (laughs) look at you man come on I got this shit all right man let's so you can't win no matter what that's correct it's now
0: 15 to 14 and a half
1: all right I like that all right here we go what movie won the first Oscar for the new category best animated feature film
0: Jesus Christ all right um I don't know when the award started. So that's like a really wide open question. Kind of. You said the Academy Award? First Oscar. Oscar. Same thing. All right. Uh,
1: Can you give me like a – 2,000 and
0: above. Okay. Thank you. A millennium. That's all (laughs) I've wanted. Oh my God. So uh, now you're like, a,
1: uh, what animated movie um,
0: immediately. My mind goes to Disney dreamworks and Pixar. Um, the, big boys. the big boys. I don't think Disney and Pixar were, was, I don't think back then Pixar was owned by Disney. I just think they worked with them. Um, so like Disney Pixar and dreamworks are the, the big ones that I have. I don't have any illumination that far back or anything like that. Um, I don't think it's like a Dr. Seuss adaptation Uh, 2000 and above. So like the big ones are like frozen comes to mind, but that seems too late. Like it seems like animated was probably closer to the year 2000. So if I just go around the early two thousands, I think about, Oh, um, how about this? I'll take the answers and hope for the best.
1: Okay. You have, a, Shrek, B, Wally, C, Toy Story 2, D, Finding Nemo.
0: That's a good. There's some good choices. And because I said early 2000s, I'm going to eliminate Wally because I think that was like mid. And Finding Nemo or Finding Dory?
1: Finding Nemo.
0: Hmm. That's good, but I don't think that that is in there. I think Toy Story 2 is a good shot because it's a new award and Toy Story probably would have won it. So they maybe gave it to two because of just how revolutionary one was, but Shrek is the first. And so maybe it was just that crazy that they gave it to us. Toy Story was 96, I believe. So maybe even Toy Story was before 2000. I don't even know. So because I'm unsure of Toy Story 2's release date and it's a sequel, I'm thinking they might've just created the damn category for Shrek and I'm going to go Shrek.
1: Correct. It is Shrek. Excellent. And Toy Story Two is ninety nine. There you so. go.
0: See, I worked through that, and it worked out for me. For the first time ever, I overtalked it into existence. Fifteen uh, five to fourteen five. Now, so we both got the question right, but you get the advantage because you got it without choices. I got it with choices, so I only get a half a point. So now I'm up by one point. I can still win next week but you're going to have to get it completely wrong and I'm going to have to get it right without choices.
1: Yes, sir. I, I survived for another week.
0: All right, let's start with movies and we're going to start with a huge, unbelievably giant, massive story. And it's kind of like four stories rolled into one originally, uh, doc Ock as rumored before, uh, has now been, you know, we'll put confirmed, but it's been confirmed by a reputable source in the Hollywood reporter or no deadline, as opposed to just like, we got this covered.com. Um, that, that was it Alfred Molina, I believe yep, Alfred is Malina coming baby. back as doc Ock for Spider-Man three. And originally that was going to be its own giant, awesome headline story. But then it kind of came out as we so have predicted on this very podcast that it's probably setting up for a Tobey Maguire return and an Andrew Garfield return and a potential, uh, what's her name that plays MJ, a um, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst. And so it came out that even they are rumored to be joining this cast, setting up a Spidey-verse. And then today, the bombshell of all bombshells, potentially even Charlie Cox and his Daredevil character, may be returning for this film. Let's process.
1: I, I mean, right off the jump, I mean, Doc Ock, I think we're both on record, at least me. Spires. oh i am too spider-man, Spider-Man 2. 2 is i think still my favorite spider-man movie he was amazing as doc ock he's pr- probably my if not my favorite spider-man villain number two i i can't believe he's coming back it, it only makes sense that we're-, we're getting the whole spider-verse we're getting the whole crew and what a perfect what a what a, a little gem to include charlie to to Oh God! Just the, now, how again, can
0: that weave in? Like I am not—I personally don't know how Hell's Kitchen. I know Hell's Kitchen is in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. So, how can that kind of weave the, in? The only thing,
1: thing I can think of is court. He somehow, took, um, Peter Parker get, goes to court, and he uses Daredevil as you know Matt Murdock as his that represents him. Okay. And that's how you ah. kind of interweave him. Because remember, I, I think I said before, either something like that, or it could be She-Hulk, because she's a you know attorney at law also. But mm-hmm. I get, definitely give us Charlie Cox. The fans want it. It's I see it all over Twitter, Instagram. Bring this, bring this character back. Tease him into the movies, and then I don't care if you want to give him his own movie. If you want to give him his own TV series again, I'm all for it.
0: Now we talked at length about that last week with the daredevil rights shifting back into Marvel. So, um, you know, if you want an even longer discussion on Charlie Cox and the daredevil character, check out episode 214. That's enough. Let's move on to the next story. No, I'm just kidding. This is enormous. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't barely process Doc Ock coming back. He is my favorite Spider-Man villain. And I think, you know, Venom and Carnage and all that up there, but because of the anti-hero style of Venom, you know, Carnage, not so much. I don't know. Doc Ock, there's just something about him. Not only was he fantastic in Spider-Man two, he was fantastic as the main villain in the 2018 Spider-Man PS4 game. And I like that it's a human being and he's just so menacing because of technology. And so like that appeals to me as well. So, and Alfred Molina, what an amazing portrayal of the character in that film. That's, oh, yes, why, he that's was
1: fantastic. And how and, and he ended like you, the last time you see him, he's, he's going underwater. And, and
0: was that not um, like, could you not, picture a you know do you believe that spider-man 2 is the the most well-regarded film not because of spidey and toby but because of doc Ock?
1: exactly that it's it goes hand in hand because you know i I think everyone liked toby at least in one and two three is really where things got really ugly but i think Mm -hmm. if you go back the first the first two you're you're still you have like that nostalgia it's like no that was the first one that we remember seeing and i I think they're always going to have that little special place in in our hearts
0: and so now you have Kirsten Dunst, you have Andrew Garfield, you have Toby, all potentially coming if back. If they as well. announce
1: William Dafoe, I'll lose it.
0: Now, are we getting a Spideyverse? Like that's what it sounds like. Oh my like God, I, want,
1: it's 110%. I think they were as soon as they saw the success of Miles Morales in Into the Spider Verse. I feel like they're like, wow, it works so well animated. What, why not bring it back live action? I mean, you know, every. I feel like every person is going to have their different opinion. You're going to have people who like Toby, people who like Andrew, people who like Tom, and to get all three in one movie, plus, like, doc, doc, and, and everyone, and, and, like they could be basically they could be setting up the Sinister Six for all we know.
0: That's where it seems like it's going, and the Sinister Six because it's six villains. Spidey needs more than just one Spidey, so he's joined by the other two Spider Men, and then they kind of go from there. That's what I think it's setting up is is the Spider-Verse Sinister Six, and there's just Tom Holland can't do it alone.
1: I mean you could think you're gonna have Doc Ock. You already have Mysterio, there's um Vulture, there's Scorpion. Mm -hmm. We're all uh all we need is you know Rhino or or someone else like that. Just one more villain just just throw in there and, and bam. Giamatti's sitting at home, man. He's ready. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure his mechanical suit got a little dust on it.
0: <laughs> now, is Goblin in the six?
1: Uh, I'm not. Sh- I I don't think he was. I could not have. Su- I think
0: about it. He was so like. I don't want to. I don't want to. I think chameleon.
1: Emilio- Hold on, I'm I'm already pulling it up because yeah. I want to get. I want to see the original. Okay, that's what I thought. Craven the Hunter. So it's Doc. Ock oh, there you culture. go. He's getting his own damn. Oh, and Electro, and we're gonna have Jamie Fox. So that's literally. Right. Okay, so here it is. The only like we already ha- they could even bring back, um, was it uh, Thomas C. Hall that played Sandman and mm-hmm. um, it's so, so the he's truth. there. So the only one we're yet to see is Craven the Hunter. We've seen this everyone is, else,
0: and this is his, and they're gonna make this his appearance to set up his own movie because we're getting a Craven the Hunter film, and now to like warm us up to the character, they'll put him in this. So people are like, holy shit, I want to see more of him. Oh, by the way, here you go. You're getting it. Instead either, of throwing either you that, Or it, maybe
1: they kind of have a little end credit scene, Craven the Hunter in um, the, uh, the Morbius movie or something like that, just to give us a little tease. I
0: don't know. I can totally see. Why not just throw him into this, get people used to him, have him do something incredibly sinister, like kill Mary Jane or something, and that will make people want more. And then you get an entire side Film with him i mean like spider-man the spidey verse has done such a good job of painting like we're getting morbius again not a straight hero straight villain type deal you're getting venom he's getting a sequel with carnage and then a potentially craven the hunter film like spider-man isn't just making spider-man films it is becoming its spider verse like we've talked about a lot before so to make there a multiverse within the spider verse it makes the other movies existence just kind of make more sense and so to bring it all together in this giant, epic film, I mean, we saw uh, Civil War was basically a damn Spider-Man movie to reintroduce him into the franchise. So it all makes total sense from a timing perspective. And like you said, you just recapped all the villains and damn, five of them are already pretty much confirmed. And then the sixth is getting its own his own film. And then there's even somebody like Sandman that could come back because he's already an established character from a previous film. It all makes so much sense, too much sense to ignore.
1: Oh God! What a time to be a nerd.
0: Three Spider Men, Charlie Cox, but like, what else from a hero side? Like, I wonder, you know, who else makes an appearance?
1: I mean, I mean the hero side. I mean, I think just the three different Peter Parkers. I mean, that's all yeah, the hero. We need.
0: But if Daredevil, if Charlie Cox somehow is, oh, if he suits up, that's it. Doesn't that lead? To, doesn't that lead to like maybe even Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist? Those characters, even because they're all in the same universe.
1: Yeah, but they, I don't think they were as well-received
0: as Charlie was. You're not lying, but like the Defenders and Spider-Man, like that could be a pretty formidable team.
1: I mean, it is a formidable I, I, I regardless, team. Regardless, I would say it, you know, come on.
0: Yeah, I, I just – I wonder the – it's like the possibilities, you know. Some I, There was a running joke It was really funny on Twitter today. Because uh, that's really when these rumors started to pick up was today, Wednesday, the 9th. And I saw a lot of people just posting random breaking news. Such and such has joined Spider-Man 3. And I think the one that got me cracking up the most was Chris Rock's Osmosis Jones. Is oh God, just great. confirmed for Spider-Man 3. I thought that was one of the best uh, jokes I've heard today. So well done, Internet. You've won again. Um, you know this is a film that can take its sweet ass time. Cause we just don't know where theaters are going to go. We've had that conversation at nauseam. Um, is this something that you're looking at 22, 23, or even further out? I'm
1: I'm, I'm thinking 2022. There's no way. I, I, I don't think they can turn it around this fast. Yeah, but
0: keep it. I don't think 20, I don't think 21 is in the picture. 22 seems even short because remember it's December. I mean, it feels like March 610, but like, in reality, we're 20 days away from 2021.
1: True, but I feel like this is something that, you know, obviously COVID put everything behind, and Disney's definitely behind on their planning. And, you know, we went a full year without getting a Marvel movie, and I feel like they're they're trying to get something, you know, get a couple in the bank. And, and this is one I, I think they're going to fast track.
0: Well, they got – Black Widow. They got Shang Chi. They've got these shows. They've all these shows that are coming to Disney plus. I don't know if they're necessarily in a super rush with this one. And I think they can take their sweet old time. I'm guessing 23. And they usually come out in like July. So we could even be uh, even further away, maybe even July 23, if not Christmas 22. Like that's where I'll, I'm between those two kind of dates.
1: I mean, and, and if it's 2023, I mean, I'm fine. Like you said, we're gonna have a bunch of shows starting in January. So I mean, we'll definitely have plenty to hold us over. Well, yeah, we'll be on episode 386. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll <laughs> be great. Now
0: remember episode 215 when we talked about all this? All right let let it, let's move on. We've had a big conversation about the Marvel stuff. Let's get into Sony. Uh, Oscar Isaac Poe Dameron. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll play get this one snake. In Sony's Metal Gear Solid film.
1: So, my man's got two iconic roles. He's going to be suiting up, you know, suiting up for, for Snake, suiting up for Moon Knight.
0: Well, reportedly.
1: Reportedly. But, you know, I haven't heard nothing. I didn't hear no one denying anything. So, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking he's the guy right now. I think he, he definitely has the look for Snake. I feel like this could definitely be something that, that could be. Be something to look for, definitely. Uh,
0: apparently, man. Uh, apparently, freaking playing a fight like just being in a Star Wars film helps your cred. Go figure. Uh, even though they're shitty Star Wars movies, this is huge for him, and it's it's awesome. I think it's a really good casting. Like when I think of Snake, I think of older Snake, you know, gray yeah. hair, yeah. white beard, all that stuff. So it will be a little difficult. if they decide to age him but my guess is because the games are the games they're going to go with a younger snake and more of an origin i don't know
1: he's he's kind of got like gray in his beard and stuff like that i think like he's in his 40s so it's not like that's fine that's still younger i don't know that could be like the perfect age to go in on possibly get at least a trilogy out of it assuming it it makes
0: yeah i don't think we're in for baby snake I, i and like i don't need like you know 20 year old snake with his I just, maybe they'll like flash on that. And like, you'll see somebody else in in, as like young snake for 10 minutes in a flashback. But I I think he's obviously got the chops. We talked about him enough in our moon Knight episode where he was rumored and is rumored to be moon Knight. Uh, He, he is a really good cast for that. I think similar here. Um, I trust him in pretty much any role because he hasn't given me a reason not to, it's not his fault. The last three star Wars movies were just pretty bad well seven was good but you get what i'm saying
1: yeah 100
0: so i'm in on this i'm also let's not forget in on this film we haven't really heard anything about this film the last thing we heard about metal gear solid was a potential ps5 or 4 remake of the original which we've heard nothing about oh, since and we're room. here for that also yeah and the game awards are tomorrow and you never know but uh let's get in like this is a good opportunity now fuck konami um, who made metal gear solid and have owned the rights to that franchise. But Konami's not making the film. Uh, I'm sure they'll have their hand in it. But at the same time, Oscar Isaac, good lead character, a younger snake, maybe not young snake, but younger. We're in on that a hundred percent. I know nothing about this next story. So I need you to kind of like who the fuck is plastic man. Got to get me there. DC's plastic man. This film has been in the can not in the can. Uh, being written a couple different times. It's been rumored for a long time. It's reportedly shifting to a female lead now. And buried in that story was that they're going to completely rewrite it again.
1: I, I just don't understand DC. I mean, out of all your characters, you picked Plastic Man? I I... I I just find it so odd.
0: Well, Marvel picked Craven the Hunter and Morbius, which aren't household names. Maybe that's the well, way to get Kraven the,
1: the Hunter is is freaking badass. Plastic Man is is to me he's like Mister Fantastic, but not as smart.
0: <laughs> Maybe they're gonna go Shazam in like a comedy style.
1: I, I to me like if you're gonna make a Plastic Man, it has to be comedy. There's no, no. way it could be like a series. I, I I won't be is able it, to take it serious or hire serious if they're gonna make it a, a female now.
0: Is it going to be Plastic Woman?
1: I mean, I, I guess they'd have to. I, I I could see them dropping this movie. I, I, I just can't see it coming out, man. I, DC has so many characters, and you want the Plastic Man to be rewritten for Plastic Woman? I don't know. I I think this is a little miss here for uh for DC. You, you just have woman. Too, too, too many characters that are so well-known and people that have been waiting, biting at the bit like, ah, what about Nightwing? Come on, man. You have so many people that would go see the movie. Like you... Who the hell is Plastic Man? Like, no one's going to be rushing at the gate to see this movie. This reminds me of Kazam
0: and Steel. DC, Steel. Steel's a DC movie. Let's not forget it. Or I mean, Marvel. if you want to see of like,
1: Elongated Man, a couple scenes of The Flash, if you want to see what a stretchy man could do, go watch Fantastic Four. I mean <laughs> – now, now,
0: though, although that is Marvel, so like – it, it is that they got to give DC's portrayal and maybe, you know, like for me, plastic woman doesn't really roll off the tongue. They're going to have to find some way to make that a more appealing title. And I don't think I'd be alone in that. Um, Cause like, it's just maybe like uh, they, they, use her real name in it or something we'll figure all that out and what that'll look like later but i don't know the character so i'm intrigued enough and it depends on what way they go with the story remember not a lot of people know who black adam is i think enough do but he's not a household name and he's getting a film and fuck it it's the rock like let's see who is gonna don the i don't know if it's a cowl but like the plastic let's see
1: first because it could be Reese Witherspoon, for all we know, and let's isn't she just lovely? I mean, no matter what, it's a DC like if it was DC or Marvel, I am going to see the movie. I, I just can't believe that this is one that you know you, you skipped over Deathstroke. You could have given a, a great Mister Freeze origin story.
0: Let's this is the perfect HBO Max release. <laughs> like that's it's not that's even this issue. is
1: like uh, uh, this is like C character movie. You know, not even B or, or uh, I mean, hey. Th- I guess I have to, I trust DC. I mean, they have been on a little roll lately, knock on wood, hearing great things about Wonder Woman. Still can't wait to see that for Christmas, but this is Plastic Man is definitely one I'm I'm not excited for.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And and like you said, DC's on the come up, as the kids would say, when it comes to the film department, maybe a Plastic Man TV series was probably the better play if you want to introduce the character. Um, You know, a film is just a bigger budget and, and a little bit more risk involved. Uh, with marketing and such, when you already have the CW verse, that's kind of people will watch
1: anything on that because it's just, I mean, it, instead of the movie, you know, write her into like Stargirl or something like that. Like that, I felt like would be more suited rather than get your own movie. I, I just feel like if this comes out, I don't, I just can't see the, like seeing it being a smash hit.
0: Well, Shazam came out of nowhere for a lot of people and that's a very darling film. So yeah,
1: but I know Shazam's, I don't know. There's a different, I don't know. Shazam to me is an a character and, Plastic Man is is a C, if not D, character. Uh,
0: the Monster Hunter film, which it has been very um, like hit or miss. One trailer makes it look like an army action movie. The other makes it look like the game. That movie has actually been moved up from Christmas Day to December eighteenth. And I am on record on this pod a couple of weeks ago saying, "What the fuck are they doing releasing the same day as Wonder Woman? They have to move out of that space." I had said, "Move it back." They're going to move it up. Great. December 18th, that's two, that's 10 days from now. Like, Let's go. However, the film has been pulled from China uh, for a very pretty bad racist joke against the Chinese culture. And it might not seem like a big one in America when you hear the joke. But if you understand the origin behind it, it's actually really, really fucked up. And I don't know why anybody let that slip and slide into the film. But they did, dumb Americans as we are and uh and we're gonna get this film pretty soon again though it's going to theaters there is no simultaneous release at this time what are you thinking is this something that's still on your radar i know that you know pretty hesitant to go to the movies is this something that's going to drive you to amc
1: i don't even know if amc is open to be honest i i drove past it yesterday nothing was open so I, I don't even know if they are open even if it can be played maybe at least not here in philadelphia Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'll be seeing this in theaters. I, I think it's just a little, especially you know numbers are going crazy right now, and I was kind of hoping it was going to be you know released also on demand or something like that. But no, I, I'll, I'll wait because I do want to see this movie. Just it, to me, it's, it's not it's not worth it to to rush out there and and go go see it in the theaters.
0: There is. A I would not be shocked if it does so poorly in theaters, box office wise that they just very, re- they rush the release digitally and stuff pretty quick, maybe digitally and on demand and then eventually physical, cause it does take time to make physical copies of things. It just would not be surprised if this is another one. I do not see good things in the box office that goes for any movie now, but this one is just going to be, it's going to be rough. No one's going to fucking see it. Monster Hunter is just way too niche of a thing simple yeah. as that. let's move into tv and this is where you're going to want to get the skip button ready if you haven't watched or don't watch the mandalorian fast forward a little bit um as we're going to be or if you haven't gotten to it yet and you love the show and you want to avoid the spoilers because we're gonna be talking about it chapter 14 the tragedy uh before we get to our impressions let's read the review and then again we'll go off of that and see if we agree disagree whatever it's a little bit shorter of a review somehow The Mandalorian managed to deliver an episode even more action-packed, mythology-heavy, and emotionally stirring than last week, shining the spotlight on Boba Fett in a way that fans of the character likely had never been, or I'm sorry, that likely have been dreaming of for decades. Confidently directed with a spectacular eye for action by Robert Rodriguez, the tragedy sets up a high-stakes endgame for season two that we cannot wait to see unfold. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10, which is exactly what I told you. I said this was better than the Ahsoka Tano episode. Do you agree?
1: I, it, it, it's tough. I, I don't know. I would say could be better. It could be just as good. But again, like you said, it Robert Rodriguez, there's a reason they, they got him to do this episode. He's known for his action, and it obviously showed in their shortest episode of the series so far. I believe it was just barely over 30 minutes, and it was you know written by uh, John Favreau. And I-, I loved it. I I know you did, so I fucking loved it. I thought
0: that this took what I loved about the last one and made it even better. I thought this was even better than the Ahsoka Tano episode. And it did there were still some gripes and there's still a lot of people that can't hit a shot. So I think like those things that, that have bothered you are still present. And I think overall that's just the stormtrooper way. They just don't hit a shot. It's just a thing. But It corrected, and I said this to you, and I haven't given you my answer yet. I said to you, it corrected a huge gripe that both of us have had with the show, finally. And I want to know if you picked up on the big thing that we finally have.
1: The big thing that we finally have?
0: That you even personally have said you cannot, that you are waiting for it and that the show is lacking.
1: I guess that now... They have Grogu. They there. There's finally some stakes. There you go.
0: That's the word. Stakes. There, That's the
1: word. You know, and you know when when his for, first. You know, once you see Grogu kind of going to that Force and the Force field wraps around him, he's in that like pose. I was like, oh shit! But n- n- the, the greatest part is now, anyone knows he's there. Anyone who is in the Force or whatever, they know he's out there. So anyone can see his beacon or. or feel him or or come looking after him so now it's who the hell is going to show up every dude
0: everyone (laughs) like there are so many possibilities and i know it's the force so it's really like the jedi but like you could see there's potential here for a lot of returning characters and i just thought like we finally got stakes and it started with those stakes of oh my god he put out the call like now that opens up for everyone and anyone to join the show but for a reason as opposed to yeah, it'd be fucking cool to write them in. Now there's a big reason for it. And then because they took Grogu and they have him, there are stakes. It's the word I've been hanging on all week. It's stakes, stakes, stakes. I cannot believe we got to where I've wanted this show to go for so long. And it's given me a 180 on the entire perspective of the season now, because I'm ready to move forward with the story, even though we only have a few more chapters to go.
1: And can we say this? We finally got the boba fett we deserved
0: he looked awesome and it was perfect in every way and it was the boba fett he literal had a little, the actor
1: a little gut that the armor might be a little tight on him but that was he's, a
0: hilarious meme
1: he still <laughs> kicked freaking ass
0: he's got the quarantine body going um <laughs> you know so we'll give it here man longtime fans of boba fett have never seen him really without the armor wasn't it jango in the prequels and not boba fett or was it the same actor in i cannot no, it,
1: it, it was it was the same actor
0: okay so we've seen boba fett without armor before
1: yeah you yeah you you see that, in you the know, prequels. He, was, he was a lot younger but we did see right. yeah.
0: and he talks about his father jango at
1: that yeah prequels. and you know, again it just you know when you see him in the movies he, he just gets eaten up and it was kind of almost like a joke and now you actually get to see him in action and just see him just demolishing people
0: well it it confirmed what we had said at, I think it was episode four or five of season one where the, I cannot remember her name, but the Asian lady was left for dead in in the desert. desert. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we had said, Oh, that's Boba Fett. That's Boba Fett for sure. And now they paid it off that it actually is Boba Fett. And it was nice to have a payoff from a previous episode come back in such amazing fashion. Um, and like it turned out that they were shooting at him first and then they joined teams. And dude, when he shot that rocket and hit the ship and said, I was aiming for the other one, yeah. I just I just giggled. I was like, that's the perfect time to drop a joke. That was no, it so was. well done.
1: It it, 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 this episode had everything. I mean, you see 30 minutes like, uh-oh, like especially coming off. You know, Ahsoka Tana's episode last, like they had to do something big. And I was like, How do you top last episode? And I, like, we I, talked I,
0: about that. How are they going to do it? And they did it.
1: In my and, and, and they did it with 30 minutes.
0: Bro, because that's what I told you. This show can succeed in the shorter format. Originally, we wanted longer. We got longer. I said, I don't like longer. And they have gone back to a little bit of a shorter format for, the, for a lot of it. So, you know, they're not hovering around 40, 42. So, like, that's fine. But, like, We got it. We got what we wanted in, in every way with this episode and this, what this episode did for me and why I think I loved it so much is because it was so simple. It was shot on a fucking hill. It wasn't some extravagant planet with crazy special effects, nothing. The whole damn episode took place on a hill. And it was perfectly done because it's what they made that hill out to be. It was a battleground. It was a fucking force field. It was a place like there was so much going on in this one location that I loved it. And we finally got a better look and kind of deeper dive into the Giancarlo Esposito character. And we even saw the Black
1: Saber again. And like and again, we said stakes like – I'm I'm actually glad the Razor Crest got blown up because that thing yep. was flying on its last leg. Like that thing yep. needed to be freaking put out of its misery.
0: Well, plus it also kind of, to me, it was almost symbolic of we've taken you to so many different planets for these side quests. We're blowing this up so we can finally go somewhere with as a team and fucking win. Yeah, and because
1: I get- you know, just like uh, what's his name said, um, uh, Boba Fett. The agreement was. You give me the armor, and you and your friend. So, like, I like that he was kind of sticking true to his word, his honor yeah. that they were going to stick together and go track down Grogu.
0: I think I called it the black saber. I think it's called the dark saber. Dark saber. I forget. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I apologize to a couple people that I am already getting texts from. <laughs> Don't even know I said it yet, and they're already texting me like, "How did you say that?" Uh, so I apologize there. But I will say, how fucking funny was it when Grogu was thrown around those dudes with the force up against the walls when he was trapped? It was just so perfect.
1: It was it, it was definitely a little cute little moment to see the dark saber and just kind of seeing that he knows what it is and and just freaking Moff getting that little bastard and then you know don't forget we had one more thing happen in this episode that I know you and I both loved. You go for it. Well, after the oh, Mandalorian, Billy blasted. I'm sorry I couldn't. Yeah, Man, and we're, we're good and old Mayfield back. Bill Burr. He's going to help track down Gideon to get Grogu back. So. What's her Bill name?
0: Bard- Dune, right?
1: Dune, yeah, so. yeah. So
0: when when she came back as the marshal, now and you see they're talking on the screen and they they pull up all these aliens and all of a sudden Billy Redhead there shows up on the screen. You're like, we're getting Bill Burr back. So and it was but,
1: like, you're gonna have this you're gonna see them going in breaking him out of jail. Oh my god! So I, I can't wait. Friday is gonna be great.
0: I, I hope it's this Friday. I hope they pay that off immediately. They're running. I, out well,
1: there's of time. only two episodes left. Yeah. I think they have to.
0: Yeah, they're running out
1: of time. You know uh, what I'm saying? It's oh God. I, I love the, I love the Mandalorian. I, oh, it's, it's my favorite thing, Star Wars. I, I'll say it every damn episode, absolutely. yeah
0: And it, and it won't get old if you say it. And, and like I said, this beginning of the season was a little disappointed to me. The last two weeks have really amped it up for me to now it's truly in that discussion of oh shit. It's making me think for this, the show of the year awards that
1: it's it's already in the top three, baby. Come on. It's already, it's already one of them. Something's getting booted out.
0: Oh man. It's so the perfect couple of episodes. I mean, like for us to go on a two week positive spin on this show, holy shit. It's been, or no, just something Star Wars in general, I should say. It's been a while uh, for both of us to, to holistically agree on it. And for this show to have stakes, for this show to have its plot move forward, the only, I guess, issue is, is it too late to where these last couple episodes could feel rushed? That could be the only downfall here. Nope. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> of course. Why not? We're running on high right now. Why are we going to try and shit in the Cheerios? Let's keep it doesn't, moving, baby. Doesn't make sense. Let's move forward. And I'm going to talk real quick about, nothing I do is real quick, so don't believe me, uh, a, a show called Your Honor, and it's on Showtime. Have you heard about this or seen this show yet?
1: Uh, if you talk about it, it might ring a bell.
0: Brian Cranston.
1: You see, uh, him. you yeah, see him in the
0: trailer running
1: like a new, new drama or something.
0: Yes. So yeah. it's on showtime. Uh, it's a, It's a season one. I don't believe it's a miniseries. I believe it's going to potentially be a show we get a couple of seasons out of. Uh, This is Bryan Cranston's first major acting role since Breaking Bad in the TV space. He's been in movies, but he has not been the starring character of a TV show since Breaking Bad ended seven years ago. So that's nuts to think about in its own. You would have thought that Breaking Bad would have just propelled him to do every TV show under the sun. But no, yeah, he's been in stuff, but he hasn't really been the star of it. He is definitely the star of this show. Um, only episode one is out right now. It dropped Sunday night, so I've watched it a couple times now. That's so good. I cannot wait for Sundays. Sunday nights finally have, have something for me to look forward to again, even though I do watch football. But I digress. The show is Brian Cranson is a judge in Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans, and uh, his son – gets into a life-altering predicament and it puts him in a tough situation of abiding by the law as a judge and protecting his son and when you are in that like you can put yourself in Cranston's shoes of oh shit! like i gotta make a huge choice here and uh especially like do i hold up the morality of being a judge or do i you know try to side with my family and it's a really interesting di- like dichotomy there of of what would you do if you were in brian cranston's shoes or, or you know and so really good there and by life altering decision i mean he made a life altering decision it was fucked in every way possible and i'm telling you this right now i've seen a million horror movies i've seen a million game of thrones sword fights i've seen all of it dexter i've seen dexter i have never seen something so disturbing as what happens in this show to set off the plot extremely disturbing it doesn't look like it's going to go there but then it does something out of fucking nowhere that legitimately breaks you as a viewer and you're like die this show doesn't seem to want to do that um i will say there are pointless teenage asses in it and that's a little weird for me i don't need my main character's ass to be shown to me just a little thing i just wanted to point out don't need it please no more ass but (laughs) but back (laughs) on track teenagers ass (laughs) but back on track it already subverted my expectations already i was dead set on this one thing happening and saying oh fuck i figured out the big coincidence this is it and then they go a different direction and I was like, shit, I did not see that coming. And it made me even more intrigued than I would have been with my f- tin foil theory. It's really intriguing. It's really well written. I love it a lot, minus the asses. Uh, it's only had one episode so far, so I'm really looking forward to diving in on this show. I hope I never see the thing again that disturbed me and you'll know exactly what it is when you see it. I cannot recommend the show enough if you're looking for the again the mystery thriller drama really good think piece your honor on showtime i cannot recommend this show enough it was so good i didn't even want it to be my pick of the week i needed to have its own time in the sun in the television section All
1: right, i'll have to keep my eyes open on you love
0: cranston you love this type of shit you gotta you gotta try this show dude you just had you have showtime i I thought
1: i don't think so anymore, but because I, I didn't Sh- even watch, I didn't even watch. Also, we don't even have it in notes, but Sh- the, the final season of Shameless just dropped. I didn't even see it because I don't think I have Showtime. I, dude, I haven't really watched any, like, I, I don't want to get into any new TV shows right now. Like, I'm just on Ghost of Dishima. That's all I got on my plate. I don't want nothing else. I don't want to start nothing like you. Like, you don't, you know, sometimes you want to get that start and end piece. I don't want to start something and have keep going on something it's like if i'm going to start something i gotta i gotta get on shameless because i've been on that ride for 10 seasons i gotta get it on the last one
0: all right well whenever you're ready to
1: dude my back is stupid greg
0: whenever you're ready to have your mind fucked check out your honor On showtime cannot recommend it enough now we did get our first look at Hallie Steinfeld's character Kate Bishop for the Hawkeye series the pictures are on our Instagram and our Facebook just go to we podcast and we know things what'd you think
1: I I thought she looked great I mean same I I don't know much about Kate Bishop you Mm -hmm. know I I I just I I barely like Hawkeye um I'm going to see it no matter what it's but I know a lot of people they might like her more than Hawkeye himself
0: but, Same, you know, for, I, and I love Haley Steinfeld. I think she's great. I, I I don't know what what has she been in. She was the main character of True Grit, the remake of True Grit. Uh, I didn't been, really care for that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, she was the main girl in that. Yeah, she, I, I didn't care for that. Even her, she, I didn't care. She was in. I can't remember if it was one, two, or all three of them, but she was in Pitch Perfect, and of course, my yeah. wife. And, loves those movies, so I, I, mean, hey,
1: I. I'd rather go in like I, True Grit. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the movie at all. Like it's not even her, her fault. Like, it was. I, I'd rather if I'm going to watch that one, I'm going to re- watch the original. But hey, I'm going to give her a fair shake. I'm going to watch the, the show again. It's it's something that may, might be coming a few years too late because now my interest in all these Marvel characters after you know after the ending of, of endgame it's just like I almost don't even care about Hawkeye anymore. I, I really don't give a shit about Vision. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just need to watch. I, it. it's been so I long think not, I, I think
0: we're over these characters, dude. Yeah, so I, I, think I we're
1: ready I, to I move on. To do. And I'm like, like I said, it's just a little coming too late, and as everything's getting more delayed, pushed back. And I'm like, I'm literally, I have no excitement for Wandavision. I'm just gonna watch it, like play and just sit there, like, okay, show me something cool.
0: When you announce your next phase before you finish the current one of moon Knight and she hulk and all this stuff and you're like oh by the way we still have this old shit with these old characters don't leave us the only one that's appealing to me right now loki does a little bit but is winter soldier and, and hawk or, um falcon so falcon and the winter soldier so like i'm into that but also by the way she was uh the voice of gwen stacy in into the spider verse and she was one of the main characters of bumblebee uh, the, the Transformers side, uh, spinoff film. So just a little bit more about Hallie Steinfeld. She looked great. Um, I like her as an actress. I think I'm, I'm in on this show if it's more focused on her than Hawkeye. Cause I like you don't really care. And it's not Jeremy Renner's fault. I just don't think Hawkeye is a very appealing character, even though we do feel like him when we play ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah. <laughs> DC is reportedly developing a Naomi series for the CW, a newer character developed by, I believe, Jeff Johns, um pretty recently, I think only just a couple years ago. What do you know about this?
1: Naomi, it was written by Brian Michael Bendis. He was the That's one that created the it. Bendis character. Yeah, so he he created her. I, I, I don't know much about her. I know she's new. I'm pretty sure she didn't make her first appearance till like 2019. Yes, I know that. Very, well. um, I know she she kind of her I I believe her first issue at like Superman related, where she kind of goes to Superman for guidance of kind of her powers and stuff like that. And I mean, Hey, it, it's like the, with the CW now with, you're going to have Supergirl ending, then you're going to have um, black lightning on its final season. I think it's, you know, smart to bring in, you know, uh, another, you know, female led superhero show, just to try to get new legs, some new, just a, 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 get someone in a new light and try to bring have Batwoman. Don't forget. Oh, no, true. We, ha- we have we had, again, you know, again, it is new, but, People don't really know who Naomi is. I, really? I, I don't know anything, so it's like. But you know who Batwoman is, or you know something like that. But it's a it's a new character. Blanthyverse is, you know, every time he gets a show, they at least run for like minimum three four seasons. So I'm sure the show will do just that.
0: I would imagine that this show stemmed from the success of Stargirl, who again is a very recent which, character,
1: which could and 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 Star I think it surprised a lot of people how good. It exactly.
0: Was. Exactly. And which is why I think that's why Naomi might've been greenlit of, Oh shit, this character that doesn't have 30 years of backstory, we can just introduce and they can still do well because it's just a well written show. Let's try it again with Naomi, another female, like you said, led character who again, a newer character who guess what? Because we grew up with Batman and Superman and Iron Man and all the other man characters, just because we grew up with that nostalgia Doesn't mean that everybody grew up with that. Like there are kids that grew up that Naomi might be their favorite superhero, and that's the first one they ever read last year. You just never know. We think back because we were around for the first generation of Pokemon, but remember, a lot of people jumped in at Gen three or Gen four, and that's their nostalgic gen because that's where they started.
1: Again, again, like a lot of you know, Brian Michael Bendis has his you know his cult following that no matter what he writes, people are going to pick up. So just to get another character on by him getting his own show. Of course, people are going to jump at it.
0: The last story in television and where our top three is Hal's tonight. As uh, before we move into gaming, a true blood reboot is reportedly in the works at HBO. My question to you, I think as you watched the show, uh, is this necessary?
1: I mean, I, I watched true blood beginning to end. It, yeah, it did get wacky as shit towards the end. I can't argue that it, but it started off really good. Definitely. It was a good cast. Again, super fast for a reboot for this show. Because I feel like it just was over, what, five, six years ago, if that? If that. So, I mean, I, I, I liked it. it. It kind of fell off for me near the end. But for the first couple seasons, I actually really did enjoy it. Um, I, I don't know if I'll be in it for the reboot. I, I may be able to skip this one.
0: It ended while Ashley and I were together. So it ended at least you know within the last five, six years. And I agree with you, like, does does it need a reboot? And I think maybe they're like, um, well, Dexter's getting kind of, not really
1: True. rebooted, but kind think, of retcon. HBO is, you know, True Blood had a, a crazy cult following. Like, that show blew up in its first couple seasons. So it's like, I think they want to, you well, know, listen. try to bring some of that fire back, see if the vampires can still bring them them viewers in.
0: They gave us a Deadwood movie, they're doing a Sopranos prequel, like HBO original series from back in the day, even though True Blood's not really like back in the day, but they're getting that revival and maybe a movie didn't make sense and maybe it might even be a movie. We don't really know the specifics about it yet. They don't have an episode count. They don't have anything. It could turn into an HBO max original film who, who knows, but it doesn't surprise me that they're going back to the well and bringing back these old franchises. And maybe even some of the newer ones, like you said, True Blood is not really a retro show, but that gave us the idea of, shit, well, what other HBO shows would we like to see a reboot of? Now, me personally, my list, I went with show only. I didn't go with movie. I'd like to see reboot shows from all these. Um, But let's get into it. Our top three HBO series, original series that we'd like to see rebooted.
1: My number three, Borwalk Empire. Fuck. I, I love. I I was gonna say if you forgot this piece, I I think it was gonna be on your list. But Fuck. boardwalk, it, I absolutely love it. I love period pieces. I love the prohibition area with the alcohol. I just want someone else besides Steve Buscemi because every time I looked at him, I'm looking at Steve Buscemi. I, I, it was so hard for me to look as him as Nucky. Yeah. yeah, the whole cast was great. Charlie Cox was in. He played the Irishman. That was great. I absolutely know. Yeah, yeah. such. A, yeah. So, It's a great show. I would just love to see a different cast and done a little bit differently.
0: I thought season one was one of my favorite seasons of HBO television I've ever seen, but I thought it actually fell off a cliff pretty hard after that, which is why I think I am like (sighs) –
1: it, 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 it had its, it had its, don't get me wrong. It had its moments where it dipped, but then I, I feel like it did find its stride and it 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 landed. It, it stuck its landing. I'll say that. I,
0: I'll. I, I really like that one. I'm going to agree with you. It might even take my number three spot over what my number three is now. And I, I think I, I might actually sway towards yours. And I'll, I'll nix this one. And I might get shit for it. But uh, the Wire. Um, mm. I love that show.
1: I see that uh, show all the way through. I never finished it.
0: And that's exactly why I'm okay with dropping it. Cause neither have I, I have like 13 or 14 episodes left maybe. And for some reason I just never finished it. It's kind of like Deadwood. I just kind of stopped for no particular reason.
1: Such, such a great, such a great cast. Dominic Lombardozzi, Idris Elba, all the other guys, even some of them even were in Bull Rock Empire.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's as much, much got- as, as much as I liked that show a lot, I, you know, and I'll give it its time here because it was on my original list. I am gonna remove it. I'm gonna put Boardwalk on there as my number
1: three. Hey, I swayed him. My number two, I went with Deadwood. Again, I, I, I as a period piece, I, I want something back with so give me some westerns. Um, I, I love the cast. Obviously, Ian McShane, Timothy Oliphant. But I think the show could still work. Just give it a new cast, change some things around, and you know, because again, we had that huge gap in that show. If they wanted to do a, re- a reboot on Deadwood, I, I think would do well.
0: My number two is not like super popular, but I loved it, and I think they did a spiritual successor to it, and I don't think it landed as much. Arless, uh, with two dollar signs as the S's. I loved Arlis. It's about a sports agent that gets into some wacky shenanigans, and like they tried with Ballers to do something very similar to that. It wasn't like one to one, but okay. I did you ever watch Arlis? No, I never even heard of it. What's up?
1: I never even heard of it.
0: 1996 to
1: 2002. No, I didn't, I didn't have HBO at that time. <laughs> yeah,
0: Robert Wool is in it. Um, Sandra Oh, she's famous for Grey's Anatomy. Um, it. it the the cast itself, like by today's standards, like Jim Turner, Michael Boatman, John Riley, they aren't household names in 2020. But like Bob Costas is in it, he's you know it's Tommy Lasorda. Like it's got a lot of great sports figures in real life, and basically, um, he's the head of a sports agency, and he they bring in real athletes and stuff as his clients. It's really cool, kind of like Ballers did that too. Um, but basically show revolves around him doing anything his clients ask and it gets really wacky and it's a complete late 90s hbo show like it doesn't have the drama and the intrigue and the sex and the violence like it does like it does today the shows now but it was just a wholesome fun show i think ballers tried i liked ballers a lot even though i think it fell off a cliff pretty hard in its final season um a couple seasons even uh, it's a lighthearted show and a complete change of pace, and I really loved it. And if you like sports, then give it a shot. I really would.
1: I right, would we'll check that one out. My number one is the newsroom. I absolutely love this freaking show from from season one, two, three. Jeff Daniels was great. Olivia Munn. Everyone, it, uh, was it John Gallagher Jr. was in it. Again, as long as you get a smart cast that's quick, witty, I just love this kind of see what went on behind the scenes of how they set up stories when they were looking for shots, how they were fighting, go this way, go that way. I just love the dynamic Aaron Sorkin writing. I think was probably its best since since the West Wing, since he was writing that. I absolutely would love to see more newsroom.
0: My number one is the newsroom.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a shame yeah. it only was – I mean, Sam Pretty Wilson season. was – It was such a great freaking show. Um, I'm so sad to see it. The
0: the third season didn't go over great, but I think – so, like, what that show did so well is it took real life events that happened and puts yeah. back in that time. And I think there's so much happening between our presidential elections and the coronavirus that a reboot of this show surrounding current events could be fucking phenomenal. And Jeff Daniels stole the show, even with a star-studded cast. He was phenomenal, dude. I was a journalism major who's obsessed with newspapers and writing and cameras and production. This show was made for me. I have been. I've nerded out about the show, especially that a wonderful opening scene of episode one. Oh, so everybody good. everybody you has seen you that scene like by now. Different. It does, and it's so good. America's not the greatest country in the world. Like, holy shit, what a way to fuck, what a ballsy way to start your show. And I agree with you about Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, a lot of his stuff is quick-witted, fast writing. Nobody takes a breath. You saw it in the social network. You saw it in the West Wing. And it does definitely come out here. Uh, with his style in in uh, the newsroom. But it is such an underrated show, and it didn't get the love it deserved, especially in its final season. It's short. It's compact. It's an it's a, a small watch. I mean, it's, what, 30, 33 episodes? Somewhere around there. You can get through it much like Deadwood in a, pretty much the exact same amount of time. Uh, it's so good that I could not agree with you more. Our lists were different in the beginning, and you brought me in with number three. Now we had two similar ones. Damn, dude. We're eh, on good, huh?
1: oh, and it's I, only twenty five episodes, so even there shorter. you go.
0: I can't. It was so hard for me to leave Deadwood off my list, but because it just got the movie, I I kept it off.
1: That's it, it, like it, the it, only it, it, my period piece. I, I feel like I haven't watched the western in a while. You know, Boardwalk and, and Deadwood. It just went hand in hand. And then Newsroom was my automatic number one. Like there was no thought. It was just yeah. okay. Newsroom number one. You know, and yeah. I worked my way down. Newsroom was an easy one. So let me t- take it over in gaming. It's finally out. We're starting with the big review that everyone's been waiting on. That everyone's streaming right now. Gameplay. We got the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven review.
0: It's been eighty four years. Uh, <laughs> now you know the score of this one. Yeah, I so do, I do. So we won't go into the guessing game. But Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven kicks you into its beautiful and dazzling, dazzlingly. Sorry dazzlingly dense cityscape with few restrictions. It offers a staggering amount of choice in how to build your character, approach quests, and confront enemies. And your decisions can have a tangible and a natural feeling impact on the world around you. Also, the stories of the people who inhabited it. It's sto- uh, those stories can be emotional, funny, dark, exciting, and sometimes all of those things at once. The main quest may be shorter than expected, when taken on its own and it's not always clear what you need to do to make meaningful changes to its finale but the multitude of side quests available from almost start to finish have a, have a surprisingly powerful impact on the options you have when you get there it's a shame that its frustratingly frequent bugs can occasionally kill an otherwise well-set mood but cyberpunk 2077's impressively impressively flexible design makes it a truly remarkable rpg
1: and i believe it was a nine right that's correct
0: i got a nine out of ten now there's a couple things to break down on this one number one the bugs are an issue for everyone that's not yeah. let's not kid ourselves but this game has been in development for seven years for a reason
1: i watching uh, alana when she was streaming and it crashed
0: yeah and and that's not shocking so, cd project red even went as far as to do two things they didn't give review copies out of console versions
1: yeah, uh, enough every, 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 I saw yeah. a lot of people on twitter like uh was it brian altano from IGN? I, he was a little butter like um we haven't received anything uh
0: yeah so they the, everybody had to review it on pc yeah. which was the most stable build which gives everybody a lot of tr- uh uh, a lot of people have a lot of trepidation around the console version because you're like, shit, you didn't want to give us the console version. What's wrong with it? I wonder why. And secondly, for review footage, until the game launched, if you gave a re- – uh, so there's an embargo and a release date, two different things. An embargo is when you can start talking about it. The release date is when you can start talking about everything because it's out. And so for the embargo, they did not allow any reviewer to make the, to, to uh, use their own game footage. They had to use pre selected footage that cd project red sent them and or trailer footage so very restrictive especially on the youtube side of what you could and could not show while you're talking about the game so like ign said here's our review it's got b-roll so it can't always line up with what we're talking about but when the game launches we're going to give you our review with our gameplay footage to kind of amend you know mend that fence now like podcast reviews and stuff like that it's a little bit better to review this game because you can't look at it um you can only hear so it's not like there's a visual to line up with that so there were two weird practices that cd project red uh implemented with this game some some scratchers of the head and what else i heard was a 20-hour main storyline quest is not at all what we were thinking that made it more appealing to me because I don't have to lose 100 hours of my life. But I was told that if you want to complete all the side missions, it's upwards of 175 hours.
1: Wow. I mean, I, I, I guess it's, it's – I wasn't expecting that, that many side missions. I thought that at least the main would be, I don't know, at least 40, 50, give or take. I mean, Last of Us 2 was what, 30?
0: 31 for me, yeah.
1: I, I, I guess it's it's good and bad. I mean, I, I the gameplay so far that I've been seeing nothing is nothing I've seen. You're not going like, so far has made me like jump or oh my god, I got to get this game. I'm I'm okay right now, just sitting back watching gameplay. I'm I, I, I'm I'm good right now.
0: I don't love first person games to begin with, so it takes a lot for me. Even though my favorite game of all time is first person. I mean, Bioshock was just fucking special, but like. I don't love first-person games anymore. Bioshock's 14 years old. I definitely had a different mindset back then. But so that's one strike. It's a first-person RPG that you play for 100 hours. Like, I kind of want to see my character. So that's a little bit jarring. Also, I was expecting a 50-hour main story with a 50 hours or so of side content to get to 100. It's yeah. crazy to think that you could do 140 hours of side missions. That's nuts to
1: me. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally watching doc play right now. And I, I, there's just something about, I, I don't know what it is. It's just not speaking my language.
0: Uh, this game kind of lends itself, at least in my opinion, to it's in that bucket or category of you might have to play it to appreciate it.
1: Um, and, and like all it can do. Everything's going, you're, you're looking down. I, I I don't know, man. It, it It's hard to explain.
0: I'm with you because I'm in the same camp of I cancel my pre order because I, the last couple of weeks and previews and stuff have kind of turned me off. But like, I I think it's worth the buy because I got to see for myself. And if I don't like it, oh well, I wasted, you know, 50, 60 bucks and I'll get over it and I'll move on with my life and I'll play Ghost of Tsushima again. But like, I got to kind of owe it to myself to dive into this game again, and, and I'm excited to do so eventually. Like, this game is a back burner game for me because they got the day zero patch that's 40 gigs. They got the day one patch that's going to, quite frankly, fix a lot of these bugs. And I want to play this game when it's finally fully stable.
1: I, I, I believe the last I checked, I think it was a total of 105 gigabytes.
0: And that's and that's big, and that's okay. Yeah, if that's I right.
1: I'm sure that's going to go up every day
0: yeah and you know like i i'm excited for the game to stabilize itself and like i'm i'm interested in people's opinions on this game a month two months three months from now does it does it have the staying power that's kind of demanding on twitter right now does is it super engaging enough do people like sleep on it for a little bit and then move forward uh you know once it's patched up and what's like even marvel's avengers is making a small comeback right now because of some pretty good uh implementations they finally put in and And like Tony Hawk, it's fine. You can finally play it the way people wanted to. And is that getting a little bit of a a revival skater XL finally adding content? Like does it have staying power with so many other things on the horizon? I will play this one when I'm done. Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm only 30 hours into. So I got plenty of game left and then, and then immortals Phoenix rising and then Astro's playroom and then bug snacks. And then I will get to Cyberpunk. And I'm sure something else is going to come between them.
1: I can even go back and beat Astro's Playroom yet. I think I'm like 45% done, but it, it was very fun.
0: And by the time I get to it off after all those games, guess what? Mario 3D Land plus Bowser's Fury is going to be out. So then I gotta go beat that. And then, you know, that's a game I can play at the same time. It's
1: not gonna be I feel like this game will always be on the back burner. It never leaves. I,
0: I am interested enough to spend my money on it eventually I'm interested enough. I mean, Best Buy has got to buy two, get one free. It'll just be my free game. So like I, I'm interested enough to give it a shot on my own. I would not be shocked if after, and I'll give it like 20 hours. I'm not going to play it for an hour and, and give my opinion. I would not be shocked after 20. If I come back on this podcast and say, you know what? It wasn't for me. I also wouldn't be shocked if I'm like, yo, you got to play it to understand it.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I can see that. And, and so far, I get what I'm saying. A lot of, very, it's very detailed. I will say a lot of little stuff you're always looking out for.
0: Ghost did nothing for me when it first launched, and it turns out to be one of the better games I've played in the last decade.
1: I see, and I, I, I loved Ghost. I, I love the trail. I loved everything they showed. It just, I had games prior. You know, I had to get to that game. And when I finally got to it, jumped on it, and phew, tough for me to, you know, yeah, to you are change.
0: hanging on to that game. Holy fuck, that oh, that is not let you go.
1: My goal, my goal is for next pod is to have it beat that that's kind of like my, my goal. Yeah. I can't. Uh, wait to hear I, your I, think, I think I'm on the final home stretch. I'll I hope say, say that. Halo infinite got a release window for holiday 2021, making its delay roughly a full calendar year.
0: We didn't know how long this game was going to be delayed for, but we had said it on the show. Don't be surprised if it's holiday 2021 and it's the big Microsoft game for next year. And it turns out that that's the case and we don't even have a date. I would imagine November, uh, maybe October, but uh, to delay a game, which sounded like you made it so late in the decision making process after you showed us this trailer at the Xbox Series X event, um, we a lot of people thought, oh, probably March, just polish it up, figure it out. No, because then the director left and bigger problems occurred and it's probably getting rewritten in some aspects to okay. delay it almost a year. That's damning.
1: And I, I think I remember when they delayed it. And I think I even said on the podcast, I wouldn't be surprised if it's late 2021. And, you know, I, I would never, I won't wish that on no one, but it's just something that the way, the way it just happened, like you said, the guy got fired and, and what and, and we said it on, on IG just, you know, we podcast, we know things like, sorry, Xbox fans. I mean, definitely not what you wanted. Do you think this will hurt the overall sales of it? I
0: think they purposely waited for this console to launch before making that decision, and let people get hyped and buy it, thinking Halo's coming in the next five, six months, and I'm buying it now.
1: I don't. That's very sneaky. I don't like that.
0: Well, it's it happens. I mean, not you know, it's not the only company to ever do something like that. Guess what? Guess what, my friend? God of War is getting delayed. They and they showed it to you at that event to get you hyped up and buy the console.
1: It's just Greg's – We don't know that for a fact. Greg's just saying that. It's
0: getting delayed. So it's – you know, it doesn't even have a release window yet. It just has 2021. We know nothing about
1: that. That's all I need to know, baby.
0: And it'll be 22. So that's – that's it it happens.
1: I got Nathan Corey, baby.
0: It happens. Fucking Nintendo came out four years ago and said Metroid Prime 4 and then in 2018
1: (laughs) – Don't lump PlayStation and Nintendo and Xbox's shit show that doesn't make any
0: sense Uh, like they said prime four here it is and we still don't know about that game we haven't heard about it in four years bayonetta three same thing fucking four years people announce games early to get you hyped. It's just a thing in the game in the gaming yeah. world. It's just a practice. So yes, I agree. Now again, it's speculation that they waited for this. It could have Oh, yep, we finally got a window, but you don't delay it without having an idea of how long you're delaying it for. I think they waited till the console was out for a month to get a lot of hype, to get a lot of sales. And I personally think that people are still buying it because it's so hard to come by and it's that FOMO. It's that I couldn't get a PlayStation, let me get an Xbox and I'll just figure it out type of thing. So I don't think it's going to hurt the sales as much as maybe the casual would think oh fuck halo because microsoft doesn't have anything going on right now and people are still buying it like crazy so this was their big thing people will wait for halo it's a it's the franchise you can wait for it's the one microsoft franchise that if i was like yo it's gonna be a while you could be like okay now bethesda's under their wing and that kind of adds some stuff and you could say gears and fable but like who the fuck knows where the next game's and you know, where they're at in development? It, Microsoft has set itself up to be really successful in 2022, 2023, and beyond. Right now, it's bleak, but because so many people can't find consoles and there's such hot demand, nah, I don't think it affects the sales now, and I only think it's going to do a good thing for later. Keep the sales coming, you know, not just hit a wall like the Wii U or the Xbox One and kind of plateau. So it's smart, but at the same time, the almighty Game Pass is out there, lets you uh, play all these first party games for, you know, included. All you need is a Series S. Like 1440 still looks great, guys. You don't need 4K. So it's just having two consoles makes it a, a, a weirder thing to think about, too, if that makes sense.
1: Neil Druckmann named co president of Naughty Dog congrats he's
0: the most loved and hated person on twitter simultaneously <laughs> really there's a lot of people that just any he could tweet i love you all and the comments will just be filled with fuck you for making that game and da-da-da-da. and That's half hilarious. the people that say that didn't even play it so my pro my problem with naughty dog is more some of their business practices not necessarily druckman i love what dude somebody put jin sakai uh
1: uh, I, I saw that. That was and they put,
0: and he tweeted about it. Said, "Oh, Jin, I, you know, I thought my head meant more to you." Or whatever he said, he made a joke out of it. That's the He's kind of guy well, you get
1: from like a haircut or something like that.
0: He, yeah, yeah, I thought you were only supposed to take a little off the top. And like yeah. the guy can be a pompous asshole, but he means it in sarcastic you know, sarcastically. Just like when he can take a joke and be the brunt of it. it I like Neil Druckmann. I proud of them i'm happy for them i love naughty dog i think they're the number one developer in the world so um good for neil
1: scott pilgrim versus the world the game has finally gotten a release date
0: this game if you missed it in 2010 11 12 whenever it was originally released and you've been waiting for it to come back for almost a decade like all of us you have your window January 14th. It's a beat-em-up. You could probably beat it in a few hours, which means in a 24-hour span, you could play Scott Pilgrim versus The World and watch WandaVision. Sounds like a pretty good weekend to me. Get your shit ready. January 14th, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, the game. Awesome, awesome beat-em-up.
1: The Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake has been delayed for a few months like April sucks.
0: Let's move on. Sam, what do you got for your CGC spotlight?
1: CGC spotlight this week. We're going in my little Batman run. We have another golden age book, Batman number three. The first Catwoman appearance in costume. First appearance of Puppet Master. Came out in the fall of 1940. I have it in a 4.5 off-white pages. Bill Finger Story, Bob Kane and Jerry Robinson cover and art. Beautiful cover of Batman Robin running on the cover. We'll post that on We Podcast, We Know Things Instagram. Uh, So, for whatever reason, I couldn't open up my website yesterday, so my buddy Neil, Keystone Comics on IG, hooked it up for me. There is only 170 blue label total graded on the census. Highest graded being one single 9.4, one single 9.2. There's eight 9.0s. And there's 16 4.5s. Again, my whole run when I wanted to put this run together, the minimum grade I wanted was a 4.0. And my main goal was to get each book with good page quality where the minimum I wanted to accept was off-white pages. I'm a page quality stickler. I only own one book that's cream off-white pages, and that's uh, Detective Comics 298, which is the first Silver Age appearance of Clayface. So I stuck with my guns. I was able to track this one down. I think I got... Who did I get this one from? I think this is Baltimore Comic-Con two years ago. I believe I got it from Rick. Um, I can't think of his boost name right now. Having a brain fart. But great guy. I've gotten multiple. I think I even got my Batman 6 from him also. So the story here is called The Batman versus Catwoman. A new criminal has appeared in the city and she is cat hyphen woman. Now wearing a cat mask. Yes, just a cat mask. That's what she wore back then. It was 1940. She steals some of the most valuable gems from the city's wealthy people, and the police are baffled by her amazing feats. Commissioner Gordon demands her capture and signs Detective McGonagall to the case. And at Golden Age, there was like, I think, four or five stories bunched the one. But I just wanted to throw this one here because, to me, this is when you first see her with the actual cat mask on for Catwoman. When she first appeared, she was the cat. And then I think, and it, I think it was issue two or three. She's finally the Catwoman with the hyphen. Again, Batman, it's a hard run to complete if you're trying to get it at least in single digits. I don't know if I'll ever get Batman one, but I'm going to try. I just need Batman six to complete my two through 11 run, and I'll have that. But that was CGC Spotlight for Batman number three.
0: And that was episode 215 in the can. Uh been a lot of episodes my friend and a lot more to come looking forward to it but again nintendo episode three dropping this monday it'll be a complete recap of the game awards happening the 10th of december aka thursday the day you may be hearing this podcast um there are rumors about disney dropping some new stuff so we'll have that all covered on next week's episode but until then we will see you next week on episode 216 i'm not fucking leaving fez yeah.